there. Welcome into the hive. My name is Julia B and you're listening to the Life is a Buzz podcast, a buzzing lifestyle podcast where we get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We cover topics typically pushed to the wayside because they threaten the way society wants us to think and feel. Topics like mental health, sex positivity, racial issues, spirituality, and so much more. Get comfy because you might get uncomfy. Life can definitely be a buzz. Hello, my beautiful bees. Welcome in to the hive. Today, uh, I want to do something a little different here on the podcast, which is kind of have a little bit of a of a buzzy brain or a brain buzz, brain dump, whatever you want to call it. It's currently 9.40 in the evening. I just got up from a nap, so excuse me if I sound a little, <laughs> like, gross. Um, but I'm just really sitting here kind of with a lot of racing thoughts. And I thought that maybe if I put them into words... It would kind of just help, which is, you know, a little bit, it's kind of what this podcast was created for, if I'm being honest. This podcast was never intended to be anything, I don't want to say serious, but it was never intended to be anything like big and upscale and uh, like like a business. Like, I don't know, I've... I'm not, this podcast was never meant to be like a big influencer podcast, if that makes sense. Like this, this was really just a hobby, just something to get my thoughts out into the open and just to make it public only because I wanted to be able to validate anyone else's feelings that might be struggling. Like I, I really wanted to just be as authentic as I could without sacrificing well basically I just wanted to be as authentic as I could without putting like a cutesy little spin on it and I know the past several episodes have been very like they've still been authentic to me but I really I think focused more on talking about mental health topics and then talking about, you know, my writing retreat as a way to help people on specific things. And I just kind of realized that that's, that's really not what I made the podcast for. I, I literally made this podcast because I just wanted a space to speak. Like I just wanted a platform to be able to put my voice to and like, it just be there for me and anyone else who stumbled on it. Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm sure that I could do a voice recording on my phone and just save it there for years. And if I ever felt called to go and listen to it, I could. But I really think I just wanted something more. I wanted something more public Um, to... I'm going to say validate myself. I feel like that I, I, my idea for it was I wanted to be able to put validation to my own feelings if I knew it was out there in the world. 
and that other people would stumble across it. I don't know if there's a name for that. You know, it's not, it's not for seeking attention. It's not for, you know, oh, woe was me. It's nothing like that. It's just, I really felt better if I could just speak authentically and be heard. Does that make sense? Like, I just... I don't know. And if it helps someone else just by listening and going, hey, you know, I totally get what she's feeling. And like, you know, it makes me feel not alone. Then I kind of accomplished my goal there because I just I see a lot of influencers, um, a lot of influencers, even people close to me that put on an air of authenticity, they put on an air of, you know, oneness, and they put on an air of like, I want to be like one of the people, I want to build community. And yet, they still, in a way, sacrifice the part of themselves that is authentic. I mean, it's, it's sad. You know, it's sad because they want to build their brand, right? Like the whole point of, of them is to build their brand, their influence, their business, you know, and that's totally okay. I'm not bashing anyone who's doing that. I'm not bashing any influencer who's out there right now um, just trying to make the bag or just trying to, you know, follow their passion. There are people that are, you know, into this for the right reasons, and that's totally fine. I think what I'm more meaning is, is that the the ones that start um, a platform based off of just wanting to be real, I find are more fake than they are real. And I just don't, I just don't want to be that way. I don't, that's why like, there's only three episodes besides maybe this one. Who knows if I'll actually put this public. This could be total trash that I listen back to later and go, why the hell did I record that? But I truly think that they, well, I truly think that for me, you know, that's why I'm not on a schedule. I don't look at analytics. I don't care about, you know, who watches and who doesn't. I, I truly don't you know, I don't post cute, like, things that'll attract attention. I mean, my Instagram definitely looks aesthetic, but that's more for me um, than anything else. I've always wanted an aesthetic-looking Instagram. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Virgo son in the first, not the first house, I'm sorry, in the second house. So um, I really, really, really like things to look cohesive. So that's more for me. But um, anyway, so that's kind of been buzzing around my brain lately, because, you know, everyone says that consistency is key, and I am so far from consistent. And it's, that's another thing that's been weighing on me lately is consistency. Um, I struggle lately a lot with mental health in a way of, of course, you know, I have, I have diagnosed, uh, severe depression. I have diagnosed anxiety. Um, I have ADHD diagnosed. I also have what's called emotional dysregulation disorder. Um, 
a couple months ago, I went to my psychiatrist um, with the notion I thought I had um, either bipolar disorder or um, uh, a personality disorder. And um, it turns out I, I do, but not not one that's labeled as, you know, one of the what I, I guess I would consider bigger ones. Um, basically, it's just a dysregulation of emotion. I mean, you could argue that depression, anxiety, all of those things, it dysregulates your emotions, but this one is a bit different. Um, and I'm still exploring it. Um, I also have a diagnosed, um, revenge sleep procrastination. Um, basically where I stay up super, super late. Like, oh my God. Basically, I screw up my sleep schedule to get more done through the day as far as like um, playing games, writing, you know, just working on hobbies. Um, and I sacrifice my sleep because in my mind, I don't have enough time for these things throughout the day. And um, so... With all of this combined, that's like a laundry list of things, okay? Um, with all of this, I really have been struggling with productivity and motivation and um, leaving my house and, you know, Doing basic household chores, you know, going to the grocery store, doing laundry, cleaning, um, walking my dog, spending time with my husband, um, even, you know, doing my makeup in the morning before work. Um, you know, I, I'm really struggling with life and I have, I want to say I've been medicated for these things since um, October of, of last year. No, it would have had to have been farther than that. Um, yeah, no, it would have to be longer than that. Maybe almost a year now I've been medicated for these things. Oh, isn't that crazy? It has almost been a year because I started medication for my depression and my ADHD right before I quit my last job. And granted, that last job was contributing to a lot of these factors. And it's... Yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, that would, that would be a year now. Exactly a year now, actually. Oh, that's really crazy. Um, so yeah, I, um, the pandemic definitely didn't help. I'm sure as we are all tired. <laughs> I'm sure we are all tired of hearing the phrase, yeah, the pandemic really fucked that up for me because <laughs> I think it fucked everything up for everybody. But truly, 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 the pandemic fucked up the dynamic of my last job for me um, to the point where, I mean, Again, I think I've said this, my job was already pretty fucked up, which is why I wanted to leave. But the pandemic just made it worse environmentally. And so 
I feel like a lot of the coping mechanisms that I've developed over the years, because I've had ADHD since I was a child. My mother chose not to get me uh, medication for it because she did not believe in it. And exploring with my therapist, we've determined and we think that I've had depression since I was probably um, five or six years old, which um, is pretty uh, insane to think about. Why Why would a five or six year old be depressed? But um, I mean, I could sit here and talk all night about that. Um, basically, in a nutshell, my childhood was just not what I would consider good. Um, it wasn't it wasn't horrific. There were definitely children in the world with worse than me, 1000%. Um, but from my experience, I will just say that it was not a good childhood. And details on that I could totally go into like five other podcasts about. But anyway, um, so I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> I just went on 17 different side topics. Anyway, so um, pandemic... My last job. Oh, yeah. So coping mechanisms. Um, with me not being medicated up until last year, I had a lot of coping mechanisms that I've I've developed since I was a child to get through my ADHD and my depression and my anxiety. And COVID, with, coupled with this job and a lot of the things that changed, really altered my... Um, really just altered me. It altered my mental health, truly. Um... And so getting on medication has been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster for that. Um, so how do I want to put this? So finding the right combination of medicine was a was a thing all on, on its own. Um I started on a medication called Wellbutrin with um, D-amphetamine, which is just Adderall. And that <laughs> that fucked me up worse. Wellbutrin and Adderall actually should never be taken together. And Wellbutrin can actually cause heart problems, which I already have high blood pressure. So um, it was, I, will, I won't say it was making it worse for me. Actually, nope. Yes, I will. Now that I'm thinking back on it. Well, Butrin and Adderall being taken together for me actually was causing me to be more depressed in a way that I would just come home from, I would, I would get up and I would be very motivated, right? I would get up and go through my day, go to work, but then I would come home and just lay in bed. I wouldn't do anything else. And it was almost like, because I didn't have anything else to do, even though I, I totally did, I had things that I loved doing. I would come home and lay in bed and just like do nothing. I would sulk. You know, I would be sad or angry or just actually I got to the point honestly where I was very very apathetic. Where I think I remember telling my best friend even that if someone came in and stabbed my dog, like literally my dog is my child, okay? My my dog is my damn child, both of them. Someone could come in and stab my dog and I wouldn't give a fuck. That's how apathetic I was to the world. I just didn't give a shit. And so went to a psychiatrist let me point out my primary doctor is the one that put me on this combo to begin with went to an actual psychiatrist and she said no <laughs> she literally was like no why are you on that combo and 
this, so she just told me about this test, which I want to put a very, very big highlighted point to this. I don't know if this is not known. I feel like it's not talked about enough. So I'm going to like put big, a big star right here that if you're listening, if you've gotten this far and are listening to this, if you're struggling with mental health, I highly, 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 highly recommend going to your primary doctor, your therapist, your psychiatrist and going, what is a gene site test? Okay. If you have never heard of that, literally go look it up. A gene site test is basically you go to your doctor, you get a swab in your mouth, they send it off and it does a sampling. I th- Is it of your DNA? Oh, what is it? It I forget exactly what it is testing, but it's not a blood test. It's just a cheek swab. I would say it's equivalent to like one of the DNA t- test kits that you can buy like from Ancestry or 21andMe. Um, they send it off and it actually comes back. I got like a six page document, okay, of anxiety and depression and mood altering medications that are good, bad, or indifferent to my chemistry makeup in my body. If you have never heard of this, I highly suggest you go and message your doctor or your therapist or whoever right now and go, what is this test and how can I get it? Especially if you are currently struggling with medication management or, you know, getting on a new medication and it's not working for you. I don't think doctors recommend this enough. I don't think this is a new thing, but I had never heard of it. And so I just thought it was really important because I was like, holy shit, this could revolutionize the whole like, let's just start you on XYZ and see how it does for you in 30 days. Because literally when I got this document back, well, Butrin was first thing on the list, literally first thing on the list that said, yeah, don't take this. do not take this. Um, Adderall was actually in a category for me that was neither bad nor good. It was just, eh, you know, it's not going to hurt her. It's not going to really do, um, anything bad to her. You know, it's not going to affect her. Um, so with that being said, it's kind of a wonder if my Adderall is even helping me, but we can talk about that later on. Um, So Wilbutrin literally would cause a bad reaction because it also will tell you what will react badly in your body with other medications being taken. Um, So with that in mind, um, I took this document to my psychiatrist. She looked at the list and she said, okay, let's start you on this medication. So now I am on uh, Pristique. I am on Pristique every day with my Adderall. Um, I take 30 milligrams of Adderall twice a day and I take my Pristique, which is, is it 30 milligrams? I think it's 50. Shit. I forget what my Pristique is guys. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, but I take that once a day in the morning and that has been better. Um, I have noticed, I have noticed a, a significant increase in my mood, but it still is not helping me with the motivation, which this is something that I either need to um, adjust the medication or I just need to adjust my my lifestyle, which brings me back to this original point. This entire thing is I'm just still feeling very lost. 
So I'm struggling with the... What am I struggling with? (laughs) I'm struggling a lot with the idea that I had that medication was just going to fix everything, right? And I do truly believe that medication is the right way to go as a start if you're really struggling. Um, I would never, ever say never to take medication, ever. (laughs) I would never say that. What I am saying is, is that I still think that there is improvement that I could make. But with all of this, it's, it's very hard. It's very hard for me to now determine what is me as a person and what is me with medication slash, well, with medication, you know, what is with me without medication and what is me with medication because um, how do I how do I frame this before medication I was very much before COVID let's just even put that very much someone who loved life. (laughs) Um, I did love life. There were moments where life sucked. There were moments when life didn't suck, but I felt like it sucked. And, uh, you know, there were moments where I just felt like I hated myself. I hated, um, you know, where I was going, what I was doing. I just, I really just felt sad. There were moments where I had so many ideas and so many projects and so much passion for this, 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 and this, and then suddenly fizzled out, okay? And looking back on my life so far, I would say that there has never been a project that I have seen to completion, ever. And... Once again, we could also sit here all night and talk about how I didn't really have a great um, set of parental figures that helped me cultivate passion, um, that helped me cultivate things that I um, loved or wanted to do to the point of completion or you know or even showing pride in anything um I so I've never really known what I've wanted to do or wanted to be and that's the issue is I've been told my whole life what I don't want to be by many people my, my parents included and So I've never really been able to develop a sense of who I want to be and what I want to do. And I think that's what I'm struggling with. I'm having an existential crisis, I think. (laughs) Again, for like the 900th time. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And here lately, I was just talking to my husband about this. Um... I've been having a lot of trouble with hobbies and with projects and with doing things in my own home because of our two dogs. 
and this is gonna sound so crazy this is gonna you're probably like what is she talking about her two dogs why so i okay how do i want to explain this (laughs) that'll make sense um (laughs) so i am a very independent person I am very much a person that when I do sit down to do something, to read, to write, to record a podcast, to edit a video, to play a game, um, to watch a movie, you know, when I sit down to put focus to something, my focus has to a thousand percent be on that or else it's never going to get done. It's never going to be fun. It's never going to give me any amount of joy. If I keep getting interrupted, I just give up. I get frustrated. I get frustrated very quickly. It's part of the emotional dysregulation that I was talking about earlier. Something that would normally just frustrate someone and they would get annoyed makes me get into a rage and I just quit and then it's not even that I just quit for the moment I quit and I never go back to it that's the type of dysregulation I'm talking about um and again I don't claim to know everything about this disorder it's still a learning process even for me um because it it sounds like BPD it's it sounds like something like that but it's it's not that simple and it's not like a switch it's like well maybe it is like a switch but in a way that when I get and I'm using frustration into anger as an example because that's the most prominent one for me um is you know, when I get in, when I sit down and get interrupted, and it's something that just won't stop, you know, so for example, I have a Siberian Husky named Whiskey, he's the love of my life. And I have a pit bull named Hera Grace, also the love of my life. Hera's been in the picture in our family since November of last year, we rescued her and Whiskey's been in our home since he was a puppy for four years now. Um, and so when I, when my last husky passed away, you know, she was very old and I never had to worry about her interrupting me to play or to go on a walk. I rescued her when she was uh, 13 years old and she, I had her for four years. So she was an old lady even when I got her. Um, so she was not a dog that needed a lot of stimulation, right? Like this dog asked to go to the bathroom once every few hours. She didn't really want to go on walks. She didn't want to play. She just wanted to live her old lady life. And so we kind of left each other alone. Okay. So, and so when I first started doing YouTube and started writing again, even back then, I was never getting interrupted. I was, I had all this free time um, because the job I had at that time was not mentally uh, draining at all. It was more physically draining. So I had all this extra mental energy, right? Um, So 
I would come home and I would record videos for YouTube um, on my Mystic Nymph channel. And I was so excited. You know, I was so happy and excited. I was pumping out videos, pumping them out. I would make them and, you know, edit them. And it was still not consistent then because, again, I still had ADHD. And that kind of enthusiasm still waxed and waned. It was never like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was perfect even then. But it, it was better. And I had the time and the drive and, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, and I used to love to play the games and things like that. And then, um, I got back into role-playing. I got back onto a role-play site, um, called, called RP Nation to kind of feel my writing bug. I was missing writing because I wasn't doing anything mentally stimulating anymore, um, with my job and things like that. So I got back into writing even then. Um, it's where I met my, well, my now ex best friend, but that's where I met a really good friend of mine for a long time. And, um, it just, it gave me such a sense of, of happiness and belonging. And then, um, Sasha, my previous Husky died and, I got whiskey and suddenly I had like a toddler, I had a baby. <laughs> like I literally had like a child because a puppy is very demanding. And I knew this. I've had animals my whole life. I knew this. Um, however, this was my first puppy out on my own. <laughs> so, you know, and I, of course I got the most active breed I could possibly get because they're my favorite, but I knew what I was walking into with that. Um, the problem is, is that, um, a husky especially is very needy. They need all of your attention. They need constant stimulation. And with both my husband and I working full-time jobs, it's not something we were able to give all of the time. It's a lot better now than what it was because the jobs we had at the time were so demanding. But, um, Whiskey needed a lot of my time. He needed a lot of my attention. He needed a lot of my focus. And he is a... How do I want to say this? If anyone that's listening to this has a husky, I think you'll understand. They're like a neurological nightmare, okay? They are just the wackiest animal you will ever own because they just don't make any sense and so whiskey really took to house training I put bells on the door for him to ring to go outside he took to that right away cue four years later this dog is asking to go to the bathroom every 10 to 15 minutes um and it's a whole this is a whole thing that I'm not going to discuss right now but um, basically add a second dog into the mix that also is very needy. She has separation anxiety. Um, I am constantly being interrupted. You know, I'm constantly getting my attention drawn away from what I'm doing with my dogs. And I had this realization actually yesterday and I was talking to my husband and I was like, honestly, I think the really biggest issue with my mental health right now is our dogs. <laughs> now, let me just 
make a big bullet note. I don't not love my animals. I love my fucking dogs to death. They're in my life. If I didn't have them in my life, I probably would be like a husk of a human being. Okay. Love. I love both my babies so much. I can't even put it into words. I just think that they are not conducive to a working environment. Um, and I'm very okay with saying that. It's like having children. It is literally like having two toddlers that will forever be toddlers and they can't tell you what they want. They can't tell you if they want to go to the fucking bath. Well, they can't tell you if they want to go to the bathroom, but they can't tell you that they want 6,000 treats. They can't tell you that they want Cheerios instead of bananas or whatever. They literally are an animal, but they will just constantly be in bait. They've got walnut brains. Okay. They've literally got walnut brains. And, um, So I've realized that to combat this, I need to actually leave my house to get work done. I need to go elsewhere. I've been going to my mom's recently um, to uh, get um, work done, which has been so lovely. (laughs) It's been so lovely. I've been getting certain things done and it's been fantastic. But I already can tell you that having to leave my house to do these things is going to get old very quickly. So, this is where my struggle is. (laughs) This is where my struggle is. My struggle is just that I don't know what the hell I'm doing anymore. Like, I'm trying to give this a go with going to my mom's and getting projects done for Instagram and podcast stuff but I still get this feeling that I'm not doing something that aligns with me and you know I'm trying to write a book and um I just get this feeling that like there's just something that I'm missing that's not aligning and I truly fully believe that when you get a feeling like that that it's true that that something is not right but again back to my original statement I can't tell if it's me as a person or if it's medicated me that's just you know her hormones and her mood is altered by a medication that's supposed to make her feel what we would consider normal. You know, and I say normal in air quotes and I just don't know. I just, I I can't tell you. Like, I feel like I'm just sitting and I'm constantly spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And I think The other thing that this comes back to, and I'm sorry that this has been all over the place. If you, if you literally have been here listening to this for the past 34 minutes and 45 seconds, God bless you (laughs) or universe bless you or whatever, whatever you believe in, just bless your soul. (laughs) Like I am all over the place. I don't know if I'll release this. I probably will because it's, it's just, that's just, this is just me. This is literally me. This is how my brain works. This is why I'm just going to call it a a buzzy brain, a buzzy brain session. That's what I'm going to call this. Um, (laughs) I'm literally going to call it that. I'm going to post it and we're just going to go. We're just going to go from there, fam. (sighs) 
I, I think all of everything that I just set aside, medication, dogs, what have you, anything that I just set aside, I feel like that my whole life I have been told what I don't want to do. And I have no idea what I want to do. And I am not in a position to just go out in life and do it. You know how you hear these influencers going, if you don't take that first step and if you don't go all out and throw a caution to the wind. I mean, fam, listen, (laughs) I'm going to be very candid and honest with you. I don't have the fucking money nor the ability to do that. And I hate saying that. I I am a full believer in manifestation. I'm a full believer that we are all connected to the universe and energy and that money is just energy. And by being a part of the universe, we automatically have all the money we could ever need or desire. Total believer in that. Okay. Never will not be a believer in that. Um, However, I... I just don't, I don't have the fun. I don't got the money for that. <laughs> I don't, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time for that. And it's, it's something where it's almost like what I've considered doing is literally taking a staycation from work for all, just at least a whole week, right? Taking a vacation from work and literally spending every single day doing something that I love to do or living how I want to live like for a while there I was doing something what I called living authentically or or no what did I call it living what did I call it I forget now but or no living intentionally that's what I called it which we all should be doing but I was literally living by whatever I wanted to do in that moment I did with no judgment no care no nothing So on those days where I would sleep in till 5 p.m. because I was so exhausted or just didn't want to get out of bed, I slept till 5 p.m. with no judgment on myself and no damn care in the world, fam. (laughs) And that's what I did. You know, if I had planned to write or read or do whatever content plan, I didn't do it. I would just sit there and sleep because that's what my body wanted to do in the moment. If I woke up... um, the next day and wanted to play Stardew Valley for 17 hours, bitch, I got up and played Stardew Valley for 17 hours. You know, like I just lived my life because living, living with all this expectation on your own shoulders and all of this is just awful. (laughs) It's just awful. We are our own worst critics and our own worst nightmares. And it's, it's really sad. And I, I hate it that we put so much on ourselves. I think the problem really is for me um, is I want to be someone, you know, I want to, I want to be a big name on a billboard type of person, you know, like I want to be a big influencer I mean, who, who doesn't, I would say, you know, I feel like that there are people that are like, nah, fam, spotlight and fame. It's not for me. And I'm not saying it's spotlight and fame that I'm wanting. I feel like I just want to feel like I made a difference and that I mattered. And I feel like that's okay. You know, I feel like that 
people who say that get met with this like, oh God, she just wants attention. She just wants this. No, I really just, you know, like the person I should matter to the most is myself. Truly, like truly. I should be looking within to find matter for myself. No question. But I still think it's okay as a human being who we literally in our might and our genetic makeup crave social attention and interaction. Whatever you believe we came from, we still were made and designed with the idea that there would be others around us. You know, like that's just who we are. And I don't think that that has ever changed. You know, I mean, look at the way social media has brought us together and damaged us by how much we feel like we have to share and validate. I mean, so I feel like truthfully, I can 1000% say without judgment on myself that yeah, I feel like I want to be out there and be someone who matters. And there is a part of me that wants to authentically stand up and say what people aren't saying. I want to say the things that people are just too afraid to say. Like how I literally just was like, yeah, my dogs are contributing to my fucking mental health. Okay. I am sure. I am sure I'm not the only one out there that either feels like that with their animals, their spouse, or their children. You know, like it is okay to be like, yeah, I have four kids and I wanted these four kids and I love them very dearly. But goddamn, (laughs) do they? Put a damper on my mental health. That's okay. It's literally okay. And I know that I'm not alone there because I have people close to me right now, you know, who have said this to me like, damn, you know, this really fucking sucks that I can't, you know, do this or that or blah, 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 because I have to be, I have to be somebody to someone else. Like I have to, you know, be... Um, I have to be the caretaker for someone else. It's okay. It's literally okay to have that feeling. Because, like I said before, I'm a very independent creature. I, I literally, um, part of my marriage right now, marriage counseling that my husband and I are kind of going through, um, I call it counseling, but it's, it's a bit different. We're actually using an app called Paired, um, I kind of was going to talk about it in a whole pod, a whole different podcast, but there's an app called Paired that we pay for a month that really is actually helping us with our marriage and bringing us closer and doing a connectiveness and, and, you know, just restoring a connection. Um, cause we're high school sweethearts. We're still growing up together. And, um, a big issue with our relationship has been, how much my husband, who he's a Gemini son, so like he requires constant social attention. Um, how much I don't spend time with him because I am perfectly okay with going days, weeks, months on end without spending any quality time with him whatsoever. And I mean any. And he really struggles with that. It's been a very big issue that we've had to work through because I do not like having my time demanded of me. Um, and I know what that comes from, (laughs) it comes from my childhood. Um, I've, you know, kind of talked this over with my therapist, but it's, it's, it's the whole thing. (laughs) 
I might talk about it in a podcast one day. I, I don't know. It's still something I'm working through. But anyway, I really struggle with having my time demanded of me. And so for me to recognize this pattern and try to find a way to um, meet in the middle with him has been a learning experience. And that's where I've kind of had to come back to this of when am I going to find time to sit down and really sit with myself and think about what I want to do and what I want to be? Because it fluctuates from day to day, you know, like I, one day I want to be this best-selling author, you know, all I get to do all day is just get up and make books, you know, it's not that simple. I just glamorize that entire profession. It's not that simple, but you get the idea. The next day, I want to be a woman who literally can get up and is so abundant with wealth that I don't have to do a goddamn thing if I don't want to. I can get up and decide, you know what? It's raining. I'm going to go back to bed and just sleep the rest of the day. And then there's this part of me that's like, I want to be this really successful, influencing businesswoman, you know, helping people recognize their you know, or not recognize, but giving a voice to the thoughts they don't want to voice, you know, curbing society's bullshit views on everything. It changes. It changes as rapidly as the fucking seasons, man. And it's a process. It's a struggle for me to go through this because as I grow, as I change, as I heal and I learn, I, I, it's, I go on ups and downs, you know, that's what we're supposed to do as we up level is change. But I feel like that with every change that I have, with every realization that I have, something else changes. And, um, yeah, so I don't know. I just don't know. Um, I feel like... I just needed to get all that out there. (laughs) Into Into the universe today. I feel like that this has been very helpful. This buzzy brain dump. Basically all of this to say in the 45 minutes that we've been sitting here. If you got this far, props to you. (laughs) Props to you. I'll probably do more of these. um, Because again, like I said in the beginning of this, this is what this podcast actually was intended to be. Was this. Literally just sitting down and putting my thoughts to the air. And just kind of being able to go back to it. And put a timestamp to it and go, wow, that's how I was feeling at this point in time in my life. You know? And just the ability for other people to come to it and go, wow, this bitch is more fucked up than I am. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch is fucking insane. Um, but also just for someone to go, wow, this, this person literally just put a voice to everything that I've been feeling and she doesn't have it figured out either. And I think truthfully, that's the takeaway from this entire podcast, guys. I didn't come here to, I'm literally sitting in my car because 
this was the only way I was going to be able to record this podcast. I'm not even joking you. I'm in my car right now, outside, in the dark. Because if I tried to record this podcast right now in my house, I'd probably get interrupted 16 times. Um, (laughs) The whole point to this is, which is something else I'm learning, is that I don't have it all figured out. I have no glamorous answer to any of this I have no yeah here's all my struggles and this is how I got through it and you can too nope nope you're gonna walk away from this podcast and go well what the fuck what did I learn from that I don't know you tell me (laughs) you take what resonated with you if anything from this weird podcast this crazy nine tangent side rant podcast take with you what you can And if you come to a fabulous realization for your own struggles, my, my, my job is done. My work here is done. My, my goal was achieved for the day. But if you walked away just as confused as me, know that that's okay. Know that that's a part of the journey. Know that that's a part of life. Know that it's going to get better, but sometimes you just have to sit with the shit. (laughs) Sometimes you have to sit with the shit and and really dive deep into the into the shadow work form of it and figure out what your guides and what your inner voice is trying to tell you. And I think that that was what I was really out to accomplish tonight. So but my lovely bees, we're coming to the end of the podcast. <laughs> I think I'm going to go inside and um, sit with my journal for a little bit and uh, then play some Stardew. I hope that I hope that you got something from this. Or I hope at least you just feel like you're not alone. And um, just know again that this, this podcast is not going to be a space where <laughs> I'm trying to build this big brand. If you came here looking for a podcast that's like going to be the next big thing, that's not what I'm out to do. It, it's not. But um, if if you liked it, you know, if you favorite this podcast, I really truly appreciate you. And just know that I am not a mental health professional. I cannot give you a diagnosis or a treatment plan. All I can do is put my voice out into the world and and be a voice for you. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, I will be posting my links in the description. Feel free to follow me if you'd like more of this crazy content. And uh, I will see you guys next time. Remember to love yourself, love the universe, and love your life. Bye, guys.